Hey, I'm Allison. And I'm Courtney. And we're just two friends who are going through the whole bariatric surgery thing together. Join us on our journeys as we walk you through the pre-op diets, eventually our surgeries. And then, you know, whatever comes next. Welcome to episode two of the No Guts, No Glory podcast with Allison and Courtney. Hello. Hi. I'm great. And just in case someone's just starting with episode two and skipped episode one, why don't we just start with Allison and just tell us a little bit about why we're here. Oh, we're here because both Courtney and I are both having gastric surgery. I'm having the gastric sleeve in February, um, hopefully. I guess I should add that. Uh, (laughs) um, Because I have a heart condition that has sort of taken me down the path of needing this surgery in order to help my heart that's trying to kill me. That's the quick answer. But we are not going to let it. (laughs) Absolutely not. Foot down. Um, And I am Courtney. I am going to be getting learned how to say the actual surgery that I am getting this week. The single... Anastomosis. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but I think it's on it. I don't know. I literally tried to Google it before this, but it's like anastomosis duodenal switch. They call it the Sadie procedure, which is way easier. So I will be referring to it as the Sadie procedure. Sadie. That's cute. Um, I, could, I like that. Yeah, right? It makes it sound way cuter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the one that I'm getting. And um I think we're going to talk about today that I don't really have a date anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we had mentioned in the first episode that you had a date and that we were good to go, but things changed. So why don't you just go ahead and dig into that? Yeah. So um, I pulled receipts this week, guys. Like, <laughs> look at this paperwork I got. Um, so I think one of the things, and for people that are just kind of at the beginning of your bariatric surgery journey are like looking to work with a surgeon. One of the things that I got when I started out was a, um, a list from my surgeon and on it, Allison, did you get something like this too? That was like, what's required from your surgeon and what's required. No, I wish I did. I was going to say the other part of it is what's required by my insurance. And you've known like since the beginning that your insurance was just going to not pay jackass. Yes. Um, So part of it was like what's required by my surgeon, and that was like a nutritional consultation, an EKG, which they said was good for six months, um, a blood count, like all kinds of different blood tests, and then a sleep study in case I had sleep apnea, which, spoiler alert, I do. So now I have a, um, oh God, like a a sleep sleep apnea machine. machine. Yeah. 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 So every night I like Darth Vader it up and my cats are positive that something's attacking me. So they sit on top of me all night long. Um, and then the other part of this was like testing required by your insurance. And it was a specific thing that my insurance company came up and they, their requirements, Blue Cross Blue Shield was a mental health assessment, which I did, um, an exercise physiology, physiology consultation to know what I could do before and after, which I did. Um, The nutritional consultation, which I did. And then it says see criteria for all points needed in the letter, which 
you go to, and I will say there's this nice little checkbox here that says that you either need a 12 month or three to six month medically supervised diet and it is unchecked. Um, so I am type A, I did the checklist, right? I did it, I got everything done. I think my husband and I have done like 19 appointments together in the past two months, which, you know, like I, I have not been to, um, a doctor's consistently in probably the last 10 years. And uh, so we went through it and I got the letter from the doctor. She accepted from me this document that I had made, which was like, this is everything that I've been doing to try to lose weight since I was like 20 years old. You know, here's pictures, here's Weight Watchers receipts, here's like Weight Watchers when it turned into Weight Watchers blue and green and yellow and like everything else. Like here's what I've done. Here's when I did keto. And for my doctor, for my primary doctor, she was like, oh my God, you've been through it. Of course I'm writing this letter. Um, for the insurance company, that wasn't enough. Uh, so the other things were the psychological assessment had done that. And also they wanted the nutritional exercise consultant. So I did all of this. We had set the date for the 27th. I had actually gotten on my husband's insurance prior to even getting the surgery. Because I think I had told you this, guys, but like my insurance from the get-go, the um, who are the nice people, the like translators that they're like, this is what your insurance policy actually means. She was like, oh, honey, they're not going to pay for that. <laughs> for like my work insurance. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like, what about, we went to Rob's insurance company and they were like, yeah, we will actually cover it a hundred percent if you qualify. And like, I know so many people who have just gotten approved for this surgery, right? That, that are just so much smaller than I am. And I was like, oh my God, I mean, anybody's going to look at me and be like, yeah, absolutely. This girl needs this. So I got the letter from our insurance and they were like, you know, this is what this surgery is. This is what we've been asked to cover. This is who it's good for. That is you. This is a great surgery for you. Denied. Um, <laughs> like literally at the bottom of it, it's just, it's terrible. It's like claim denied. <laughs> and then it's like, here's your appeal rights. And I'm like, cool. So we got that. And, um, since then, we've just been waiting for Rob's insurance, and everyone has just been telling me, like, they might not cover the duodenal switch because it is a newer surgery. It's within the past five years. But, like, they will, no matter what, cover bypass or sleeve. So worst case scenario, that's what we'll be looking at, but they will definitely cover it. And I found out on Monday, <laughs> 10 minutes before a meeting with all of my bosses, the patient coordinator had called me. I had just had my pre-op appointment on Thursday. The surgeon was like, I'm so happy with you. You've lost weight. Like I, we talked about that last week. It was like such a phenomenal visit. And we decided, and then I got the call from the patient coordinator and he was just like, I'm so sorry to be the person to break it to you, but the insurance company is not going to cover your procedure. Um, and I just started ugly crying, like not even a little crying, <laughs> like, I mean, like gut wrenching sobbing. And I handed 
my phone to my husband and I was like, take a picture because this is truly like, this is what it looks like. And this is what it feels like to just like have your heart ripped out. Um, and we were given two options and I, I'm going to let one of you talk here. (laughs) But we were given two options and it was basically that we could either pay for the surgery Um, or the reason that my insurance specifically denied me was because I didn't have four months history of a tried and supervised diet plan. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think we can fill in this, the empty space there with how insane the whole system is and how completely unfair all of that is. It's so crazy. I like I mean, so first of all, I've lost like 27 pounds in the past two months. Mm -hmm. I asked if that would count. It would not count because I didn't specifically start out with the intention of a weight loss program. There was no nutritionist that gave me like, this is what you need to have. Um, Weren't you seeing a nutritionist at work for a while? Yeah. Okay. I like, and do you remember her? Like, yeah, she she was was like, go ahead. And it was like, she's like, Hershey, like, go ahead and put Hershey's butterscotch chips in your granola in the morning. And I was like, you're really not listening to about how I like gained weight. Um, so yeah, it was just frustrating. And then the second option that he gave me, of course, was to like go through with the four month program and, um, lose weight that way. And I asked him, I was like, okay, so the the months that I've already done don't count. Um, the, I was like, you know, the doctor had, the surgeon had talked to me about potentially another surgery. Like what happens if I do the bypass or I do the sleeve? Like, will that be approved? And they were like, no, specifically, for any weight loss surgery, you're going to have to do a four-month program. And I was like, okay, well, and I, I like don't ever think I've said this, but when I started this, I weighed 411 pounds. That is a lot of weight. Like, if I look sideways or like hop two times, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna lose some amount of weight. So. Of course, doing somebody's diet where I'm eating like cottage cheese and chicken and vegetables, like I will lose weight, you know, but that is not the sustainable life that I want for myself and diet. Um, And I think that I I just said to him, I'm like, so at the end of four months, right, I do this diet, I obviously lose weight, Um, whether it's a lot or a little, you know, TBD, but then it's approved. And he was like, there's still no guarantee that it's approved after the end of four months. And I was like, um, (laughs) cool. So I do four months. Then I wait another month to get this approved. Maybe it's approved. Maybe it's not. Um, so I just started crying. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, that's how my Monday went. Uh, and at that point I handed the phone to my husband, Rob, and I was just like, uh, Mitchell, I'm going to let you talk to the emotionally stable of the two of us right now, and that is not me. Um, so, yeah, that was... Did, did they say after the four months or whatever, they didn't say that you'd definitely be approved. Would they say like, oh, look, you can do it without the surgery? Is that like what their whole goal is? 
Yeah, I guess if I do like such a successful job with a nutritionist, then that's what they recommend is they just recommend that you do like this nutrition program. Even though so I, I know, bo- the- I know yeah, both of you have had very successful weight loss in the past yeah. and, then, and, then, and then gained it back. So I, I mean, like, it really it makes, doesn't make any sense to me. It makes no sense. And, and it's just not sustainable, right? And I guess this is where I have shot myself in the foot because if I had been going to a doctor routinely, I would have a doctor to back up everything that I'm saying. But because all I have is the history that I've provided, my doctor, of course, was looking at it and was like, face value. I mean, you have pictures of yourself here, like doing everything from like hiking to a mountain to being like sitting and not, (laughs) not being able to hike a mountain. So she looked at it and she spent the time to listen to me, but apparently like, you know, somebody gets assigned your case in an insurance company and. Right. And I think that's such the bummer part where it's like, they deny it and it could, you have no idea, you can appeal it, but it could be months. And that's basically what they said to me. Like you could try to appeal if you want, but like it could be six months down the road. It takes so long. Right. And that's just, it's a lot when you're dealing with your own health and also just getting in the frame of mind of being ready to go and tackle this and like go through all of the, the doctor's appointments, the idea of surgery, like doing all of these talking about something that's very personal and like, not something that you're comfortable just sharing with the world. And now suddenly there's like this person out there who's just like, nope, denied. Denied. um, Yeah. So you've ultimately decided to move forward with paying it for it yourself. So, um, um, okay. So my husband who is, none of you can see him, but he's in the background as our sound quality engineer making faces at me, (laughs) but, um, he very graciously, uh, has offered to use his like work bonus for my surgery. And that is a level of generosity that is unbelievable. It also makes me so sad that we live in a society where GoFundMe and work bonuses pay for more medical procedures than like my insurance company does that I pay into. (laughs) Um, and it it's so hard. Like I I reacted. I think that if what is it like the seven stages of grief? It all hit me. I just started. I I was sobbing, and then you know the I reached out to you immediately. I was just like, this is horrible. This is what happened. Um, and then uh, I reached out to a family member that maybe I shouldn't have, and the reaction was just so toxic and it was like, you know, how dare the insurance company and everything happens for a reason. And maybe you're just not supposed to get this surgery. And maybe, um, if you got the surgery, like it would kill you and things that I don't need to hear. Right. Because I, I already have anxiety. So I've spent months, um, just going through like, who's the best surgeon for me? Learning about the procedure, like, the night of my pre-op was the night where I finally Googled how many people a year die from this procedure. And great news. It's like, nobody does, you know, it's, it's tried and true. And somebody who has gone to school and done a lot of work to be a surgeon is in my corner. And, um, it was just such a terrible thing to hear. And it put me in an even darker spot and I just didn't even have room to like deal And, um, 
when I told Allison that, she uh, had, of course, like the best advice, the kindest words, and just said, like, no, you've done way too much work. This isn't a road block. It's just a bump in the road. Like, you're going to get through it. We're going to do this. You know, there's a reason why you have the ability to pay for it. And not the best way to spend the money, right? Like, we'd rather be in Cabo or somewhere Mm -hmm. fun. But we're spending that money in this way so that we can live a life where we can go to Cabo and have fun and truly enjoy it. Right. So I am in such a better space now. Like, I definitely... I've gotten over the numb part. I've done my bawling out crying. I have truly no, I don't want to go fight an insurance company because of course my dad called me that night and he's like, you know, I think that you should fight the insurance company. And I was like, yeah, that energy is better spent looking forward. (laughs) I just, I don't have it in me. Like, what am I going to get out of it? An apology that somebody's sad that they didn't check a box or really could care less that they didn't check a box. Like, I have the information. I can either do the four months and the six months and figure it out and try to lose the weight and see if they get surgery or see if it doesn't. But I am morbidly obese and time is just not on my side. And I don't want to see if like, hey, am I going to get another four months without having a heart attack? Like, no. (laughs) And and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm nervous, but it's not like truly. It's an awkward thing to think about, right? But I'm no, that's I am. I'm morbidly obese and this surgery was recommended to me as a way to help myself. And it's a hundred percent what I am in the mindset to do. So waiting for a date because, okay, do you guys know this is insane? So now that I'm ready to pay cash, right? <laughs> I'm like, take my money. Like, take my money. I have this bill in my hands. This bill is for $20,000. Uh, I pay $7,800 to my surgeon. I pay $2,100 to an anesthesiologist and I pay $10,000 to the hospital. The hospitals in this area. So the one that I have surgery at, and this is like a medical community, the hospital that I have surgery at will no longer let me have surgery there because it's not through an insurance company. And I didn't understand. I was like, what do you mean? Is it like in case I die and I sue them? Like, are they, is that, are they upset? And they're like, no, literally because like it's a set price. They can't go after the insurance again and again for whatever they need. And I'm like, but I'm paying cash. (laughs) And they're like, nope. Yep. We have a contract with one hospital in the city of Austin that will let us do surgery and pay cash or card. So... His contract with that hospital is for one day a month, every month. He's already used it for December, so I can't get in for December. And now I just wait to see when they will clear a schedule in January for him to be able to go. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. It's tough. Absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> but, it, I mean, I think it's great that you then get to choose the surgery that you want specifically, right? Completely. So then you're going to say that you want the Sadie surgery and like that's yeah. what you're going to get because you're giving them the money. Um, I, I definitely understand the whole like mind, like that, that whole idea where your mind is just ready to go. Like, let's do this. And then you're suddenly like, that's all taken away. So it absolutely like it's mm-hmm. heartbreaking and frustrating and all of those things. But um, I just think maybe the timing is better for some strange and odd reason. And it's just, but it's also so maddening that the insurance is like the worst. It is. And to be fair, I only feel the same way after talking to you. 
because my mindset at first was just terrible. I was, and you had said one thing in your message to me that I think just hit home, right? Like we go to these doctors and, and Allison truly looking at you, I would never, ever be like, Allison needs bariatric surgery. (laughs) Um, but you had a doctor tell you that, right? And then you had another doctor who was just like at you about how you'd previously lost weight and how you were, how you needed this surgery or you were like, I mean, he was pretty crass. He's like, you get this surgery or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. But then offer no help. So you think of like those messages and the way I felt with the insurance company was just like you work so hard and you do so many things and you prove to yourself and you get yourself ready and you have everything. And it's just like one more person that's like you're not doing it the right way or you're not doing it. Or um, I know you shared like somebody yeah. in your life had said, you know, well, don't you really just think you can lose the weight on your own? And it's like, <laughs> right. man, you know, I wish I had tried that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I haven't I mean, thought of that. Seriously, the amount of money I've spent over the years on every fad diet ever, just like praying that that's the thing that works. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's so true. I mean, I had an extended family member tell me that. And it's funny because I haven't really announced it to many people that I'm having, you know, the sleeve surgery um, just for those reasons. Because even if I'm just, it's my own like ideas, my own judgments towards like myself, or if I just feel like people would judge me. But yeah. yeah, it's like quite a bummer because it's not an easy route. It's not something that I'm like, you know, looking forward to. It's just been a constant struggle in my life since I was like a teenager, really. And so you're just like, I've been trying and I will lose like 80 pounds and then I'll put that back on. And it's just, yeah. I don't know how to um, how to do it in a sustainable way that it can just be like, that's just how it is now the rest of your life. I know that there's like still going to be maintenance that's involved from even after having surgery, but yeah, it's a bummer that people are kind of like so mean or just don't think about what they say. It's you're like, I had a doctor who like looked at me and was like, yeah, actually this is a good thing to physically happen to your body to make you a healthier person. Mm -hmm. And just to have somebody at an insurance company be like, oh, but did you try to lose weight for four months? I'm like, oh, God, you know, I don't understand. Yeah. But I don't need to. And I, I would just like to say I could never work at an insurance company. I would not sleep at night. So God bless people that can, right? I, oh, it is, yeah. That's a hard job. Um, okay. So it is already, we're almost, what is the date? The 14th, I think, 15th of December? Yeah, 15th. So, I mean, we're already halfway through December. It's going to be the holidays. It's going to kind of speed through. And then it'll be January. And they said that they think you'll get you on the calendar in January once they know their date. So she thought she was going to get me on New Year's Eve because the hospital had an opening and the doctor had an opening. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I learned was for the sleeve surgery and the bypass surgery, it's 90 minutes. For the duodenal switch surgery, it's two hours. So when they initially said yes, they had said yes to an hour and a half time slot. And then they were like, uh, nope. They they literally could not find the 30 minutes to be able to make it work. So um, I took it kind of how you said. I was like, you know what? That means it wasn't my date. It means that it just for whatever reason, like it wasn't the date that it's supposed to happen. So Rob had asked her, Rob, for context, is my husband. Um, Rob had asked her, he was like, 
so are we looking at the end of January? And she was like, oh, God, no, I won't let you go that long. And I'm like, but when do you think you'll know? <laughs> because right now, and I'm like, I have, I actually have my diet and I would like to amend a comment I made last week. There are very specific portions put on this diet. Remember when I was like, yeah, you can eat like whatever you want. No, you, mm-mm. it's specifically like two ounces of cheese. So um, I have this diet and Right now, they're just telling me to follow it because she said if anybody does cancel over the holidays, which she thinks it might happen, I have to say as someone who is now like going through this process and watching you go through this process, I don't understand how anybody gets to like the week of and they're like, I'm going to cancel. But we are also in a pandemic. So truthfully, if someone tests with a positive COVID test, that does open up a spot. Um So I am still staying home. I am doing nothing. And I am just like following the diet as they intend in case something does open up. Um, She told me if I don't get a full two weeks in of eating the way that they want me to, she would put me literally on a full liquid diet, which would like apparently shrink your liver real fast. But I think at that point, I would have to hear it from the surgeon that he also thinks it's a good idea. (laughs) Um, Not that this girl is not absolutely delightful and she's wonderful but I think that I would just want to talk to him again and be like hey is like what is the possibility especially if I'm paying cash right I I need to know if I go there that you're going to be able to do this um oh also if I go there and for some reason they can't do the whole surgery there is a refund it is billed hourly at the hospital the surgeon will refund me part of my money. The <laughs> hospital will refund me part of my money. And the anesthesiologist is like, Mm-mm, I showed up, you owe this. So it's <laughs> good Good to know. There's there's like a little refund. That's um, good to know. I didn't even ask that. And our check went in the mail today. <laughs> didn't even think about you. that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even think. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm eating the diet right now, um, but like hands down, guys, if, right? So it's the 15th. If I'm not going to have to be following that two-week diet for Christmas, there's stuffing in my future. So I'm going to need to know. <laughs> right. Um, are they like pretty much, are they good at responding to email? Like I do have an, um, a portal that you can email them. Or are you always like crying just to call them or waiting for them to call you? Like what's your... It's... Uh, it's hard because I really like everybody that I work with there, but they are horrific at getting answers from. Um, so there is two different offices, some or, or maybe three. There's a department that deals with the scheduling. There's a department that deals with the billing. And then there's a department that deals with like making the doctor's appointments and all numbers route to the people that make doctor's appointments. Yeah. So this poor woman is constantly, I'm like, hi, Darlene, it's Courtney again. And she's like, let me put you on hold. And then she goes and gets whoever she needs to get. But, um, yeah, so (laughs) it's definitely, uh, everybody's like reading off of my chart and, um, it, I, they just, all of their answers are always like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see the woman. I asked the woman the other day, I was like, uh, can you, um, take a look at, uh, like how long does it take? And she was like, well, yeah, sure. And she's like, Oh no, I only see what your chart says. So (laughs) 
she was like, let me, let me know. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it wasn't what we envisioned or thought was going to happen, but I mean, I guess that's life. We did. Yeah. I, and, hey, but the fact yeah. is you didn't give up. You didn't immediately say like, all right, give me 15 of your finest tacos and <laughs> 17 <laughs> milkshakes. I mean, you know. although I did absolutely have a glass of wine, <laughs> we had half of a bottle of wine in the fridge left and Rob has um, been per the person truly drinking wine lately. And uh, I, so there was always a chance I wasn't going to like it, but he poured me a glass and I was like, all right, mm. this tastes delicious. And he yeah. still ended up drinking most of it. But, yeah. Um, I did have a glass of wine because. Right. Phew. That's totally fair. And you didn't, but you didn't give up, I think is the biggest thing. Didn't give up. Yeah. You didn't and throw in totally the towel and like, say, forget it. I'm not doing this. No, thank you for on it. Like, man, find a friend <laughs> that is not going to go full negative on you because whew, yeah, I definitely am very glad that I had your positive outlook to kind of help me. Well, same friend. I have a question though. Like, so I'm being a little bit standoffish with telling my friends that I'm having this surgery. Are yeah. you, do most people in your life know that, you know, you're working towards this? I have told so my, pretty much everybody at my job knows because we're in like holiday party central slash people are inviting us to places that I'm just saying no all the time. Um, and you know, I originally thought that this was going to be done around Thanksgiving. That was the date they first told me. And then my blood pressure, like couldn't check itself at the doctor's appointment. We found out I have white coat syndrome. So I had to start taking my blood pressure at home for two weeks and prove that like, it's not actually 160 over 110. I just turn into someone that is so nervous in the doctor's office. Um, so I took it at home for two weeks. And then uh, that pushed me out to December for a date, which pushed me to December 27th. So I've been saying no to the same people since like mid-November. And I felt like, I was like, all right, I'm just going to tell them, you know, like I'm getting weight loss surgery. I'm about to get noticeably skinnier, hopefully. <laughs> um, they might have questions. <laughs> uh, we could pretend that I'm really great at um, losing weight, but <laughs> I'm getting weight loss surgery. Uh, so, and, and I've had three bosses in a year. So I felt like I just had to keep telling people that I needed two weeks of time off or like why I can't come into the office because I can't, you can't get COVID before this. Right. Also your date gets pushed back. So I think they think like they might think I'm making it up at this point. Cause I'm like, yeah, November, nope, December. Oh, nope. January. <laughs> They're like, Courtney, get to the office. Um, so I've told a lot of people in my personal life, I have, I feel like there's two groups of people, right? And um, there's people that I'm friends with and they'll find out one day. And then there are like just my friends that I will pretty much tell anything. And then there are, there's like you guys who are, you know, you're my like trauma alert, please. This is awful. Uh, but I've told probably about like 10 or 11 close friend, friend couples in our life. Yeah. yeah, Al, who have you told? I'm curious myself. I don't yeah. know. I mean, without, without really naming names, who have you told? Um, I told the magazine that I work for. I told the editor only because I was like, I'm going to be down and out for like, 
a couple weeks and anything we can like pre do, you know, like shoot yeah. in advance, get ahead of the schedule would be great for me personally. So don't miss the, like the work or the paycheck. Um, and then obviously my the extended family member who came back at me and said, don't you think you just lose this on your own? She knows. Um, and then I have a couple like closer friends, like, that I'm going to New York with and stuff they know, but like, that's about it. I haven't really like, because it's just, it's so involved. It's like a whole process of like, then like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, and well, as I said before, I'm still sort of kind of working through this whole thing in myself, like figuring out how to deal with it. And I kind of, am like, I don't really want to sit and talk about it yet. Cause I'm not in that headspace. Um, so yeah, it's been a little bit quieter and I haven't really told a whole lot of people except for the three listeners of this podcast uh, i think there might be one listener because two of the listeners that listen to the show were me oh, okay. i didn't i didn't get through it the first time and then i had longer the second time to listen to it so i think it was me but on the plus side i gave us five stars at least three different times so Perfect. oh i gave us five stars too we should great. definitely have a high review and listening to the last show uh i believe i said the nitty gritty like four times and I've never used those words in my entire life before. But apparently on this podcast, I say, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Like, Oh God, how embarrassing. Okay. I a hundred percent noticed that I am the person that will just laugh. If I don't know what to say or I feel awkward about something, I'm like, ha <laughs> So there's that. Um, then I took a wild guess at the BMI, but I was good at that. So that was, that was the right BMI. We should have like a correction spot at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Shit, Courtney said that was not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Allison, I feel like for you too, there's just like this, I mean, everything with your heart rate, it's why you're getting it. And it. so you have that component of like people that you do feel comfortable sharing that with. And do you, I, I am curious, like what, what makes sharing that, what makes sharing this different? Like, is there... Yeah, I mean, I think like a stigma with it. I think there's a stigma. I mean, like, if you know, honestly, I I feel like, you know, I I always feel like I'm definitely the heaviest person in the room or, you know, is everyone staring at me and what I eat and judging me silently, like all of those things. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, she did this to herself, like all of that. I think there was some other family members um, that have been like kind of really like cruel in a way to, um, you know tell me some things about other, other health things that were going on. And you're just, and it's just sort of like this like push point on me that just like really, really hurts. And so I just am like trying to guard myself a bit. Um, and none of those things are really true. I mean, like, you know, there's legitimate (laughs) things that like are causing my body to kind of not work properly. And it's funny, I went to see my endocrinologist because I have to see one for my pituitary, um, tumor and, she was like, oh, well, that's great that you're having the surgery because there's something we never talk about as doctors, but there's two hormones that if they get out of whack, there's no fixing it and you can't lose weight no matter what you do. And I'm like, that would have been really great information to know like 10 years ago, not <laughs> now in my forties. Um, I, isn't that, a, <laughs> don't you, I mean, don't you I wish know. that like, <laughs> they would just, I, I was like, maybe. I just sat there. We were on Zoom. It was a Zoom call, and she was like, "Yeah, there's those two hormones," and she spat them out. I'd never heard of those hormones before. She's like, "We just don't talk about it, but if they are out of whack, you're not going to be able to lose weight." I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really great information. Like, I feel like Adam Sandler. Like, that would have been really great information yesterday. about myself living in this society if you had shared that with me. Right. It's almost like you need a pull chart, right? You're like, let me show you this diagram of my heart. And if you have any questions after that, you can go after yourself. Right. (laughs) Because this is why... um, Yeah, I get that so much. Like, I was... We were talking about this the other day, Rob and I, because... um, somebody had asked about like previous doctors that I had seen. And one of the doctors that we saw in Pennsylvania, Rob and I had back-to-back physicals and she literally, she had us both come in the room at the same time. She's like, do you want to do the physicals together? And I'm like, I mean, I'm petrified of the doctor. Like if he doesn't care, sure. So we went in together and she looked at him and she was like, well, you're obviously really healthy. You can obviously eat really well. Um, You should help your wife do the same. Oof. And I was like, bitch, I don't cook. Um, he cooks all the meals for both of us. We are eating the same thing. He actually probably eats more. So what? (laughs) I was so upset. And it was just like, uh, it was all these questions without asking anything. So again, um, she was actually the one that she, uh, she also asked me if I was going to have any kids. And I was like, I, you know, I don't think that's in my cards. Like here's my back history. And, um, she assigned me prenatal pills and then called them into my childhood pharmacy, who then called my mother and was like, is Courtney uh, filling a script for prenatal vitamins? Does she know she can buy them over the counter? <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, I'm horrified. I am still in college. I'm not trying to have kids, but also um, like infertility is like a real big thing with me. And um, what? So this doctor sucked all around, but <laughs> that was one of the things on my list to talk about today, though, that yeah. I know you had said that they advised you not to become pregnant 18 months after surgery, but yeah. the surgery will increase your fertility potentially. I'd like to hear yeah. more about that. Dude, it's crazy. So first of all, we're living in Texas right now and not to like no way politically one way or another, but right now in Texas, abortion is just um not something that you can get right so i have or i'm sorry there is a time period that you were able to get abortion and i have pcos which is polycystic ovarian syndrome it makes my period super unregular like i am sometimes i get it three times a month sometimes i get it (laughs) once every six months Um, And one of the things that I literally had to sign was that I would not get pregnant for 18 months because it would, it was like detrimental. It says, I understand pregnancy within 18 months following weight loss surgery could be dangerous to my health and to the health of the fetus. I understand that weight loss may also result in an increased fertility. And then um, I am signing that I waive all responsibility to the staff of the surgery clinic So I signed that and then immediately was like, shit, (laughs) I don't know when I'm going to get my period. Like we're going to have to buy stock in um, pregnancy tests because if I am suddenly fertile and like, God forbid, one we're using, you know, birth control or one of the methods that's like 99% positive and we somehow become that 1%, I would not know. Um, for a really long time uh, with the way that my body works. So petrifying to sign that and to be like, yeah, no, I won't get pregnant for 18 months. So 
we've truly talked about Rob getting a vasectomy because it seems like one of the only foolproof ways to um, make sure that I'm not getting pregnant in 18 months and it's reversible. So if for some reason the fertility gods feel like smiling on me, um, which would which be a new event in my life, we, we can reverse that. Uh, but yeah, so just to know if anybody is, I was, it was one of the things that I'm very happy to during my very first appointment, they did ask if I was looking to plan a family. Um, and they told me that it wasn't a good option for somebody that was looking to plan a family soon. So glad that they were honest about that up front. Yeah. It's like a whole other level. Dude. You know, just a whole like, other thing to worry about. I was going to say, it's like, let's talk about the fact. <laughs> I, I mean, for my whole life, right. That's been another thing. It's like, well, if you just lost weight, you could have kids. And I'm like, I used to weigh 160 pounds and play four sports and I still couldn't get pregnant. So, um, you know, it's, it's not always weight related, but if you walk into an office and you are heavier, it's definitely the first stigma is that it's weight related. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. That's what they, it was funny because, and I think so much of my stuff with weight, like when I, before I knew that I had a brain tumor, I would go into the doctor and be like, man, I like, and I went to my OB and I was like, I'm just not feeling well. My periods are a little weird. Um, and they'd be like, yeah, lose some weight. Good for you. Like <laughs> lose some weight. And I went to three different doctors and that was always the answer. Like lose some, and I was like, I know, but like, I'm not doing anything to p- keep putting this weight on. Like, huh. you know, this was like mid twenties. So it was just like, I don't understand what's happening. And they were just like, it was just a, we're not even going to take blood work to even look at your hormone levels. And then they would have known that my prolactin level was like insane. And they would have realized that there was something major going on. And maybe I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I went blind, but no, they blamed it on my weight. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the first thing that people see. And so then everything gets blamed on that. And it's like, well, there's, I, there's something causing. Yeah. There's a reason, you know, there's a reason. So, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a heavy episode, I feel like. Jeff, do you want to bring in anything? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I was, think- I was just thinking the same thing, like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know, a good 45 minutes of like, well, sh- well shit, now what? Yeah. But, but I do have some like fun getting to know you questions that we can Perfect. hit real quick. And then, you know, yes. so I'm going to start with the last one that I have written down here because we were just talking about it. What are you looking forward to with the holidays? And now, Courtney, I know you're still kind of on your diet, but it would probably be kind of nice to be able to have like Christmas dinner, right? But if I can have Christmas dinner, I'd be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like only 10 days from one, now. Yeah, stuffing is one of the foods that I just feel like we never have an excuse to eat. And it's I love it so much. Um, so I'll take any excuse to eat it. But if I am on the diet and that's happening, I'm just going to look forward to having a calm, non-traveling holiday with my husband at home. And I know people out there can't see this, but like yeah. Courtney and Rob recently moved <laughs> to a new apartment in Austin and it's decorated like the North Pole. It's like beautiful. Yeah. It looks like, yeah. it looks like Buddy the Elf. The elf ceiling. Oh, yeah. It looks like Buddy the Elf showed up himself and decided to decorate their apartment. It looks so nice. <laughs> Put Rob on a ladder. <laughs> Yeah. Allison, what are you looking you? forward to? Yeah. I'm, I mean, same kind of thing, just kind of like some downtime. I feel like it's been really busy in work for me. So 
Um, I'm definitely a homebody. So the fact that we've got some like consecutive days of not having to leave the house for work related things um, sounds very magical. And I know that's kind of sad, but it sounds really nice. Um, Yeah. Hashtag introverts. Yeah. Total introvert. And um, really enjoy just being at home. But, uh, you know, there's other things like the kids and like all that stuff. But truly just having some like being able to like refresh a bit. It's been like a back to back sort of chaos, um, which feels like since May. So. I could use some sleep and uh, busy year for you guys. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to most. Nice. Okay. What is your favorite movie, Christmas movie? And what is your favorite Christmas carol? Oof. I love. Oh, come on, you faithful is my favorite Christmas carol. I know it's like a religious one, but that is like my favorite. It's been my favorite since I I was a kid. Yeah. And I don't know. I love, I think it's tied to those memories of like being a kid and going to church and holding the candle in yes. the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> With the little like drip things yeah. around your fingers. Absolutely. You were just positive that you were going to burn them off. <laughs> yeah. Or you're going to like, you would be the one responsible for burning the church down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia. Uh-huh. You can't beat it. Um, and favorite movie. That's a really good one. I mean, Home Alone is always going to win, I think. Ooh, see, Rob would agree with you. He's yeah. a Home Alone fan. What about you? I have to go with, so I think I'm, oh, man, a Silver Bells, hands down, for the carol. Um, I always, I have such good memories of just, like, driving home from this store that used to have reindeer at it and, like, this walk through Santa's Village. And my mom loved Silver Bells. So she would play it all the time. And I have this version from Anne Murray, which just like lets you know. And um, it was it's so good. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh gosh. Um, I think a movie I have to go with Christmas vacation because I it's one of those movies that I no matter what can find something to laugh at, even if I'm like, oh, I've seen this three thousand times. Yeah. Jeff, I'm curious what your favorite Christmas movie is because you're a movie connoisseur. Yeah. Um, it's probably Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Yeah. I like those two. Um, I like Christmas with the Cranks a lot. I'll watch it like <laughs> all year round. I'll just put it on. I don't know why, but yes. I like that movie for some reason. Allison does not like that movie, so it's always strange to... <laughs> I mean, I when like she it walks in and I'm year. like watching and I'm like watching Christmas <laughs> the Cranks in April. And repeating every word or like saying it before the actor says it. Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, of course that. Yeah. I mean I like the and movie. Now. Once a year is good enough though for me. Yeah, we actually have to watch Christmas Vacation. It's one of the few we haven't watched yet this year, but yeah, it's one of our favorites. Nice. Still. We've been on and, uh, a Hallmark binge, oh, and uh, oh, yeah. I would like to say that they are delightfully as predictable as always, but <laughs> they are getting more, uh, they're handling more topics, yeah, more diverse casts, they're ta- <laughs> more diverse casts, <laughs> they are definitely approaching like more topics, uh, so Hallmark, we watched one the other day and I was like, this is way too progressive to be a Hallmark movie, but it was dated 2019. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> it's good. Cause we don't pay for the good subscription where you can watch the movies that came out this year. <laughs> we only pay for the one that like, you know, the movies came out like a year or two ago. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You got anything else, Jeff? Well, I was just going to say that my favorite Christmas song is either uh Meli Kaliki Maka 
I always like that song. Mm -hmm. It's so a tie cool. between that, the Bing Crosby version, of course, and um, the Bing Crosby and uh, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy. That's my other favorite oh, one. Those two are my favorites, I think. That's good. I've always wanted to see tri Trans-Siberian Orchestra at, uh, over the holidays. <laughs> I thought that would be really cool. Yeah, no matter how long this gets delayed, it'll be done within the next couple months, right? So Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, we, we, we can complain about it or we can just be like, hey, you know, it's going to be... It's going to happen sooner or later, hopefully sooner. It gives me more weeks to talk about the prep for the podcast, <laughs> which is really, I mean, obviously one of our listeners is our listener, our, our, <laughs> our listener, our listener was like, God, I'm not ready for her to have surgery yet. And I was like, I got you, bro. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And if um, our one listener would email us so we know you're listening yes. at no guts no glory pod at what is it again? Outlook. Outlook.com. No guts no glory yeah, yeah. pod at outlook.com. Let us know you're listening. But yeah, truly, thank you guys. I mean, like, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Allison and Jeff, for the very needed support and laughs this week. Um, Rob and I are very lucky to just have such good friends doing this with us and doing this with me. You're all doing this with Allison and I, and I know Allison uh, feels the same way about Jeff. We're just, I uh, was not in a good headspace. So glad that we are talking today and I'm much better. Great. Well, okay, let's wrap it up uh, again. Today's December 15th. We're hoping to do this again next week before Christmas and we will talk to you soon. See Bye. You Bye. Bye guys. Allison and Courtney are not medical professionals. They are two friends on this journey together who want to share their experience with you for informational and entertainment purposes. While we do our best to try and make sure the information presented in this podcast is accurate and true, Allison and Courtney are not doctors. Always follow your doctor's instructions and advice first and foremost. Please consult a medical professional prior to starting any new diet or exercise program.